Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Ever wondered how a book gets made into a movie? Or how to master the art of cooking? Either way, we've got you covered with the Two Guys from Hollywood podcast. I'm Alan Nevins, a literary agent and talent manager. And I'm Joey Santos, a columnist and celebrity chef. On our podcast, we're going to be serving you a fresh perspective of the entertainment industry alongside our favorite celebrity guests. As we like to say, we don't dish, we serve. Listen and follow Two Guys from Hollywood on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to podcasts. We'll talk at you soon. Sports Rage with Gabe Morency. Rage all you want. Let's roll. This is Sports Rage. I am Gabe Morency. The pimps, the players, the hustlers, the people of Boston, and everybody else in between. Throwing it down a wicked Wednesday has uh, begun as we pick up the pieces of following a wild Wednesday night. And we say wild. We're talking wilder than Motley Crue's tour bus on the Shot at the Devil uh, tour as uh, the National Basketball Association has two games uh, tonight, a game seven and a game two, and they're both two-point games. They both end in very strange uh, ways, and we start off with the Miami Heat as the Miami Heat remain undefeated in postseason play in the bubble. Now 6-0, and and the Milwaukee Bucks find themselves in the same position the Toronto Raptors uh, do, down 2 nothing. First time since 1981, the top two uh, seeds are both down two games to none. And only 7% of the time, teams down two games to none in NBA playoff history have come back to win the series. The Raptors and the Bucks have some work to do. Uh, the question is, uh, should that game have gone to overtime? We're going to get into that. Uh, meanwhile, uh, the Houston Rockets survived over the Oklahoma City Thunder. 104-102 was uh, the final score in a crazy back-and-forth uh, basketball uh, game. Uh, that had, uh, I don't know, man, more twists and turns than a freaking roller coaster, all right? Uh, but when it's all said and done, the Houston uh, Rockets will get the Los Angeles Lakers, and uh, the party's just getting started. It might not be college uh, basketball. This isn't uh, March Madness, but I tell you what, it certainly has a tournament feel uh, to it, doesn't it? You know, as you're eliminated from the bubble, it's like you're eliminated uh, from the tournament. And let's, you know, we can't call it March Madness, so let's call it uh, August uh, Apocalypse. How's that? It's the August apocalypse. Nah, they probably wouldn't go for that. It's probably a little bit too hardcore. Speaking of hardcore, we got a game seven. You know, they say the two coolest words in sports are game seven. I think Moneyline wins might be better. I think sports rage uh, might be better. But uh, nothing tops game seven in hockey. Game seven in basketball is cool. Game seven in hockey in the NHL is just another level. And we've got a game seven. Uh, coming up as the uh, Colorado Avalanche have uh, rallied back. Uh, ironically enough, with a third-string goaltender. Craziness. Speaking of craziness, Cam Stewart's going to step up and in. We're talking tour championship. Ben Moore, Ian Cameron, Fabano. Sports Rage Late Night has begun. Bring it.
SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Have you written a book and need some insight into what comes next? Or are you passionate about cooking and want to know how to make it your career? Or maybe you just want to hear insider stories about the entertainment industry. Either way, we've got you covered with the Two Guys from Hollywood podcast. I'm Alan Nevins, a literary agent and talent manager. And I'm Joey Santos, a columnist and celebrity chef. And on our podcast, Two Guys from Hollywood, we bring our expertise to the table with, of course, delicious cocktails and all kinds of recipes for you to try at home. So grab a drink and join us. We've got a wide range of celebrity guests and Hollywood insiders to discuss pop culture, publishing, and entertainment. And we'll provide you with an unfiltered and sometimes brutally honest show about Hollywood. As we like to say, we don't dish, we serve. Listen and follow Two Guys from Hollywood on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to podcasts. We'll talk at you soon. You're listening to Sports Rage with Gabe Morenci. Sports Rage Late Night. I am Morenci. Bet your rage. As uh, NBA fans uh, debating and raging uh, what went down uh, throughout the uh, the day and evening on the NBA hardwood. Controversial calls in uh, both basketball games. Yet at the same point in time, um, I think the referees also did a pretty good job in letting a hell of a lot of stuff go. Uh, basically, there were about 49 fouls, man, in the final 38 seconds of that Oklahoma City-Houston uh, game. There was one sequence, man. Steven Adams, like, pushed Eric Gordon in the back. He literally pushed him over to get a rebound. He got away with it. And then, like, Eric Gordon trips Adams after that gets away with it. And I'm thinking, you know what? People complain about the referees, but a lot of people are idiots to begin with. Um, the Gordon tragic call, questionable, yet he did his upper body. It was one of those, you know, tricky, I'm going to do this to you because they never call it type of moves. And then they called it. I'll tell you what, it's pretty clear. The NBA refs don't care how much time uh, and what the clock says inside the bubble. They're calling it by what they think is the book. The Giannis call on Jimmy Butler was ridiculous. The game's going to overtime. That was an epic screw job uh, right there. Uh, but wild games, the dramatic games, both two-point uh, basketball uh, games. And, uh, hey, at least we covered the number with the Oklahoma City Thunder. Let's bring in a raging redhead Cam Stewart uh, right now who's uh, rocking and rolling. He had the Oklahoma City Thunder, and he had the Colorado Avalanche as well. The Raging Redhead Cam Stewart. What's up, Cam? What's happening, Moretzi? Yeah, no, a great night. Uh, even the Reds won for me. I, I don't know what the hell's going on, buddy. It's just one of those, uh, you know, got, took a beating the night before, but uh, we bounced back hard. And, yeah, no, no, you, you said it, though. 
This is the this is the best thing about the NBA to games too. It's just milking it, milking it, milking it. Check the review, check this, check that, and that's the thing, right? Drama sells, and uh, you know it's uh, craziness watching these games, buddy. Man, they're just uh, they're just dragging out, and crazy things are happening down the stretch. Yeah, the end of that Miami Milwaukee game was a gong show. That was like like we've been watching sports for a long time. That was nuts. You know, I'm glad you brought that up because as much as I love the NBA. It's ridiculous, the constant review of everything, reviewing fouls, reviewing this, reviewing that. It takes forever. They've turned it into the NFL. The NBA, one of the beauties of the NBA is the fluidity of the game and the fact that the game's about two hours and 20 minutes or so, and it's quick. You sort of live with the calls. You understand. There's going to be calls that go both ways. It is what it is. Listen, the, the officiating has actually been much better inside the bubble than it is outside the bubble. We wondered how it was going to affect the referees. Superstars aren't getting calls. Like, it's basically street ball. Like, they let a hell of a lot more go uh, inside the bubble. There's no disputing it, except, you know, th- there were some weird calls today. I mean, you know, but, hey, can, can you be surprised? I mean, it, it, is, it is what it is. Scott Foster... Always, you know, there's always going to be crazy calls whenever Scott Foster is involved. And it's not that Scott Foster doesn't know what he's doing, but he's got such a history with these players. And if you're a player and you've melted off like 392 times at a guy, he's going to screw you at some point in time. And it's it's just, it's inherently, like, but it's funny. I always wonder about that, Cam. What if, like, everyone hates the ref and the ref hates everybody uh, out there, right? Then Then who does he screw? But... Listen, there were some crazy calls. Miami were the better team. Houston were the better team. Both the better teams deserve to win the basketball game. It is it is what it is. And the referees also let a hell of a lot go, too. So, you know, I don't know. You know, I, I don't look for excuses. So, I you know, I, it'd be an easy target to rip the league and rip the reps and all this type of stuff. I didn't like the honest call. It is what it is. And but whatever, man. The only reason the Milwaukee Bucks were in that position because there was a ticky tack call on the Miami Heat. Yeah, no. The, the bottom line is this, Gabe: the Miami Heat have been way better than the Bucks, and you saw what happened earlier in that game. Like they're just setting it up. They're putting the Bucks on the free throw line. They're trying to keep this thing close. Like Miami was, they're they're up 11, 13. You know, they're pulling away. The Bucks come back. It's just been, we've talked about this on game time decisions, like the way Boston is manhandling Toronto right now. Like, that's what Miami's doing to Milwaukee. Like, just their body language, their attitude, everything. They're just, you know, they're just working these guys. Like, the Bucks, I couldn't even believe that that game almost went to overtime because Miami was schooling them. They're up double digits with just a couple minutes left and then the gong show at the end. But, hey, call it out for what it is. And we know the Raptors, you better put on your uh, hard hat. You better put on your work boots because, one thing is, Boston, everybody on that team is stepping up. You're going to have to outwork these guys to get it done, or uh, you're going to be leaving the bubble pretty quick. Well, I'm telling you right now, Cam, I won't keep you too long tonight because I know you had a long day. Marathon, great work, but you also have to wake up very early uh, because I know you have an appointment with your banker, and uh, Cam is going to take out a $100,000 loan, putting it up against his home. And he's putting it all on the Toronto Raptors in game three, like any smart basketball better uh, would do in this situation. No way the Raptors uh, lose uh, tomorrow. The Raptors are going to get it done, uh, but we'll get to that 
a little bit uh, later on. Hard to believe we're also just eight nights away from the start of the National Football League season, so a week uh, plus a day. And, of course, the fantasy football season is here. Cam Stewart is a um, Seattle Seahawk uh, fan. Uh, you know, what What um, do you have, like, uh, funny, cool names for your fantasy football uh, teams, Cam? Or do you just uh, sort of keep it simple? Team Cam. Yeah, I, 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 when I had Todd Gurley as my running back, I had, uh, you know, two Gurleys in one cup. Uh, what else did I have there? I had uh, one team, uh, Green Eggs and Cam, but I, I lost that team because we were horrible that year. Uh, what else have I done? A, co- a couple Green other stupid ones. Cam is it's a, good. Yeah, Green gr- Green Eggs and Cam was a good name, but a, a horrible year, so I had to gas it. Uh, what was the other team that I won with? Uh, the one, the big one with those uh, turkeys up in Woodbridge, Pooch Patrol. I don't know why, because we were just betting dogs, and we called it. That was the stupidest one, and we actually won the whole title that year. Pooch Patrol was pretty good. Ginger Bear. Yeah, usually, I don't know, i got to figure out a, a couple names that I got on the team. Usually, it revolves around, like, one of the guys uh, on my fantasy team. It was the best game. I had my draft here with my, uh, you know, stoner buddies. and One of my buddies is an Arizona Cardinal fan. He drafted Murray, Fitzgerald. I think he's got Christian Kirk, Drake. He's got, like, six Cardinals on his team. That's what I love about my buddies' draft. It's, it's only, like, a couple hundred bucks, so nobody's freaking out. Fast talking, Mike takes Packers, you know. Me, I, I really don't care. Even though I'm a Seahawk fan, I'm not just going to reach for DK Metcalf. Like, if he's there, he's there. But these guys are hilarious. They draft all the players from their favorite team. That's why they never win. Yeah, I've made, I made the mistake uh, before years ago, taking yeah, Sean McCoy and, and yeah. Sammy Watkins. <laughs> yeah. big, uh, big mistake. Yes. Sooner Lisa in Oklahoma suggests uh, Ginger Bear uh, for, uh, for, uh, for Cam Stewart. Well, you know, I just I bring yes. this up. I was thinking, Cam, I'm not a Ben Roethlisberger fan, even though I think the Steelers are going to be good this year, you know, and I think he could have a good year. I got nothing against them, but I'm just stating, like, there's no, like, reason for me to name the team, but I just think the name is pretty funny with a Roethlisberger helper. <laughs> instead of hamburger helper. Yeah, instead of hamburger helper. helper. And I like yeah, hamburger with, with lasagna helper. noodles. Even yeah, if oh, I won $65 million, yeah. if I won like the Powerball yeah. lottery, I would still eat hamburger helper. Like, and if oh, anyone ever see, if people see Hamburger Helper on yes. your table, they're like, oh, and times are tough, Marenzi. Like, no, I like it. Like, Hamburger Helper no, no. Is, uh, is is a fine, fine meal. So, Roethlisberger Helper. Yeah, Roethlis, Roethlisberger Helper is good. Yeah, my thing is uh, Mr. Noodles. Like, it, it, even when I got money, Gabe, like, I do everything with them. Soups, stir fries, whatever. They're 20 cents a packet. I buy, like, cases of them. I don't care if I win millions. Yeah, that's the thing. Craft dinner, noodles, all that stuff's great, man. Who cares if, if, hey, when you got money, you buy it. When you're broke, you got it. That's just the way it is. You remember years ago, we had Jason Richardson on the show, and we were talking about that. For some reason, like, it came up about, like, uh, mac and cheese and ramen noodles. Yes. And he said, oh, yeah, yes. I still eat ramen noodles. And we're like, dude, you make, like, you know, $18 million a year. He goes, no, no, I still eat it. And USA Today picked the story up for one concern or another. Or Trey I can SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. 
Hey everyone, it's Michelle Williams, and I love being able to share my story with you on my podcast, Checking In with Michelle Williams, where my guests and I get real as we share the ups and downs of our mental health journeys, and I'd love for you to join me. I'm still on my own journey, but I want to be transparent with you because as I was posting all the highlights of my life on social media, I was breaking down and too many people fall victim to the picture perfect image of the high life. So I created a space to discuss the good and the bad. We can laugh, man. We, we gonna learn. And most of all, I hope to inspire you to go on this journey with me to better mental health. This is going to be your church, your turn up and everything in between. So join me on my podcast, Checking In with Michelle Williams, a safe space for every kind of person. Listen to Checking In with Michelle Williams every Tuesday, a part of the Black Effect on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Visit today. Rage it up. Sports Rage with Gabe Morenci. Rage all you want. All right, Sports Rage Late Night continues. The Raging Redhead Cab Store joins us. Ian Cameron, A.K. Babano, ready to step up and in uh, as well as uh, we throw throw it down uh, with the Raging Redhead. We're going to get into the Tour uh, Championship. Uh, fantasy football season uh, is here. And as I was talking about fantasy uh, football team names, I sort of mix it up. I sort of mix it up. I ventured one league already, and I kept it simple, although I still have time to change the name. But it's nice and simple, Cam. Team Rage. <laughs> team Team Rage. <laughs> That's Team Rage. Uh, what about this one, Gabe? Chark, chark in the water, like DJ Shark, like Chark instead of Shark. My tight end, Ertz. Ertz so good. Yeah, Ginger Bear, that's an old one that I've had. Yeah, like usually it's something well, like that, right? You got you, you got to have something. Here's a few for the Seahawks. <laughs> Seahawks team ones for you. Yeah. Of, you know, every day I'm hustling. Every day I'm rustling. Every day I'm rustling. <laughs> every day I'm rustling, 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 rustling. Yeah, you've got uh, Heart Shape Locket, Hot Locket, the Adams family for Jamal Adams. Jamal Ooh, about that yeah. bass. Penny for your thoughts. The penny is mightier. Nice. Running Rashad over you. Hide and seek. Uh, this one's uh, not bad. Mary Kate and Greg Olson. <laughs> Mary Kate and Greg Olson. <laughs> Greg, I like that one. That's good. Uh, Pete Carroll's gum. That's not bad. <laughs> Pete Carroll's Pete Carroll's gum. Pete Carroll's pattern. Gum. Male yeah, pattern baldness. Um, hawk blockers. Twelfth men. But I'm thinking, you know what a great name for a, a fantasy football team uh, would be? Babano's Lid, as uh, Babano steps up and in and joins us uh, right now. Brill Cream on two. Uh, team Brill Cream. Ian Cameron. What's going on, Babano? How you doing tonight? Who's Brill Cream? Hey, What's up, Gabe and Cam? How are you guys? I'm watching the end of this uh, Padres-Angels game right now as the Padres are pulling away in the last couple of innings, and I'm just realizing this team is a beast. I mean, this team is going to be an absolute load to handle. They're playing with extreme confidence. Everybody in the lineup is raking right now at the plate. They've significantly upgraded their starting pitching. They already had a good bullpen. Uh, the San Diego Padres are here to stay, and this is a team to be fearful of right now. Thanks, uh, Babano, for the uh, the breaking news at San Diego. We're good. <laughs> Thank you. 
<laughs> hey, we were like hey, always. Have you can't just you can't just say what about hey, guys, how what are about Babano's long-winded speeches? That's my yeah, fantasy like, team. Why can't you just say thank you? How are you doing? Glad to be here. I, I, I don't. Guy. I don't understand. It's yeah, like. Like, it's baffling. Mind of a better. I'm especially, watching my bet hopefully win on the Padres as, run line here. You and got it, but just... Especially as we're talking about, like, the <laughs> Seattle Seahawks. Like, it's just, I, you know, whatever, dude. Like, this is why we brought you on later in the week last week. <laughs> so, so Cam can get to his golf picks. But uh, nevertheless, thanks for joining us at Babano. Anything else, Babano, random, that have nothing to do with the show you want to add here? No, actually, I do have one golf thing to say. Mackenzie Hughes, my fellow uh, friend from Dundas, Ontario here. Um, uh, the guy with the absolute clutch up and down on 18, you re- can't realize how much pressure he had in that moment because that ma- got, got him into the Tour Championship this weekend. It got him into the majors next year to get that uh, ball up from the bunker, make that putt, a lot of pressure on him. He made it. Congratulations to him. That was probably one of the big, that was the biggest putt of his career, I'm sure, to this point. So, Congrats to him. He made it, and now he's got a lot to look forward to in the future. Wow. (laughs) Babano is right on that one, Gabe. That putt basically, you know what it did? It basically, if this guy finishes dead last today, like he could show up to the course drunk, shoot a 90, and he's guaranteed. The last place guy is guaranteed 400 grand. That's like if you you show up there on the the grounds, $400,000. So that's the thing. The guy's got a baby on the way. You know, I agree, Babano. That was clutch for him. His, his life's changed. He's got a kid on the way, too. Dundas is finest next to you, Babano. All right. Of course. Uh, so Behind me, though, yeah. Can we get to some picks? Yep. Can we, can we get to some picks, guys, here? Yeah, or picks. Like, you know, anything else, yeah, like Babano? The, you want I like to tell us for I like today? picks. Anything else? No, no, no. Let's get to the picks. Picks, picks. Let's picks. go. All right. Uh, so, so uh, Cam- I had I had Suvlaki. I had Suvlaki, Gabe, and pierogies on the side. Let's talk about this tournament. What are you we going to do I, here? I had McDonald's. DJ right? minus ten. I had McDonald's. Yeah. You like yeah, that? Good. <laughs> I, I, I'm trying not to eat as much fast food, uh, but you know, I still love the Colonel. I don't know what to do with DJ and Rom there, Gabe. Uh, like minus ten, minus eight. And we talked about this before with the with the system where DJ starts with the leader of the FedEx Cup at minus ten, Brahms minus eight, Thomas minus seven, Simpson minus six, Morikawa minus five, Berger four, English four, DeChambeau four, M, and so on, all the way down to Mabano's buddy Mackenzie Hughes in the evens. So DJ has a ten shot lead on the bottom of the guys on the field. The the price for him and Rom, you, you can't go there. So. Gabe, I kind of look at this thing like a NASCAR race, but a little bit more money, right? So if you're like Justin Thomas is a guy, I think that's going to be in contention at plus 550. But as we talked about uh, many times, Webb Simpson's the guy. Webb Simpson at 10 to 1. I love the price. He's only uh, four shots back. He skipped last week to work on this tournament, guys. It's a great, it's a good number. I think this course will really suit his game as well. If you're looking for a little bit of a flyer, uh, I'd work your way down. DeChambeau's six strokes back. That could be made up. Six uh, six strokes in four rounds. You know, he gains, guys, one one stroke here, two strokes there. You got 72 holes to do it. He's 22 to one, Gabe. That's the three-pack I'd put together. I like Thomas plus 550, Simpson at 10 to one, and DeChambeau at 22 to one. All right, I'm going to take Webb Simpson at 10 to one and Morikawa at 18 uh, to one, and we should Ooh, warn people like as far as uh, Rory is concerned. Uh, Rory could leave uh, due to a uh, birth of a kid, 
As he stated, I'll have many more tour championship opportunities, but this is once in a lifetime. Uh, so he could withdraw at any time, although, but he could be back uh, as well. So I, I don't you know. It's just something to keep your eye on. We talked about this um, uh, before. Daniel Berger's been red hot for finishing position. Top 10 props. Seven of the last 10 tournaments, uh, Daniel Berger has been in the top uh, 10. And just to stress this, guys, once again, just to stress this tournament, um, there, there's a head start for Dustin Johnson. He starts the tournament 10 under. John Rahm starts the tournament 8 under. Justin Thomas starts the tournament 7 under. Webb Stinson starts the tournament 6 under. Morikawa starts at 5 under. And then there's a bunch of dudes that are 4 under, 3 under, 2 under, uh, etc. Uh, out, uh, out of the 30. And it goes in order of the uh, the FedEx Cup standings. $15 million uh, to the winner. $45 million in total prize money. But, uh, yeah, we will be taking... Daniel Berger, top 10, minus 130, Ken. Yeah, I like that. Uh, I, I like that, Marenzi. I'll kind of tell you, Berger's been really consistent. This guy's a top five machine. He's the new Matt Kuchar, you know? Uh, but the difference is, yeah, no, he wins. And then after that, he just keeps on collecting top five paychecks. The guy's loaded. I got a couple matchup uh, bets for you, too, Gabe, on the FanDuel site that I love. I'm going to tell you, I like DeChambeau laying 28 cents over Hideki. If people didn't watch that tournament last week, Hideki Matsuyama, Army Golf, left, right, left, right. He got out of a lot of danger, and his scrambling was absolutely on fire. That cannot that cannot sustain itself there. This guy has to straighten up, or he's going to get torched. I like DeChambeau in the matchup bet. It's only 28 cents. Now we got another one. I'm looking for a little bit of value. I like uh, Brendan Todd. Over, I know Scotty Scheffler's been good to you, Gabe, and good to me too, but Brendan Todd, he's consistent, and this course isn't too long. Plus 110 against him. I like the take back against Scheffler. And another one, Tony Finau, going, for, going with the dogs this week uh, over Harris English. Both guys playing very well. Finau finished uh, you know, top four last week. Harris English has been good, finishing second to Dustin Johnson a couple weeks ago, but I'm getting plus 128, so I'm going to take my shot with some matchups uh, with some plus money as too, and if I think Webb Simpson can win the tournament, I don't like to go up against Justin Thomas, but that's the matchup. Webb Simpson is plus 138 versus JT. All right, so as as we mentioned, Dustin Johnson starts 10 under, Rom 8 under, Thomas 7 under, Webb Simpson 6 under, Morikawa's 5 under, uh, DeChambeau, Sungjae Im, Daniel Berger, Hideki Matsuyam, and Harris English, four under. Rory's three under. Patrick Reed, Brendan Todd, Sebastian Munoz, Xander Shoffley, two under. Lanto Griffin, Ty Hatton, Tony Finau, Scotty Scheffler, Walken Neiman, one under. Abraham Answer, Kevin Dahl, Ryan Palmer, Kevin Kisner, Mark Leishan, and then comes in 10 shots off. Uh, but as Babano alluded to, uh, will now make some money uh, one way or the other. Mackenzie Hughes, Billy Horschel. Cameron Champ, Cam's guy, Victor Hovland, and Cameron Smith. Cameron uh, Smith. Uh, so as we stated, we're going to pull the trigger on Webb Simpson to win at 10-1. to 1. He's only four shots back. Morikawa, 18-1, to 1, only five shots back. Daniel Berger, top 10, seven of the last 10 tournaments. He has been in the top uh, 10. And um, what about a long shot flyer here, uh, Cam, for a top 10 or top uh, top 20 prop? Yeah, let's take a look. Uh, there's a couple guys that I like. I told you I like Tony Finau this week. So 
these are some guys that are going to work up the ladder, right? So the top tens that I'm looking at, if you guys want to take a couple flyers, first of all, you can't take any of these. Look at these guys. Dustin Johnson, minus 1,800. No, 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 no. So where do we start things off? I love DeChambeau, 50 cents for a top 10. I think that's a fant fantastic price, Gabe. That's where you can start. Gabe, you're a burger guy. You only have to lay minus 130 for burger top 10. So those are guys that we love. If you're looking for a little bit more value, I, I think we can go d deep down the list. And uh, with a guy like Tony Finau, plus 130, I like. Brendan Todd, plus 270, I like. And uh, one more, give me Sunjay M at plus 260. Those are guys that can climb the leaderboard right there. Good prices and top 10, too. So, hey, man, you only got to lay a, a few cents with your boy Burger. Love it. Billy Horschel. Billy Horschel, top 20, minus 145. Ooh, I like that. Top 20, right. yes. We'll get Babano's thoughts on the NHL games. We'll get a couple of hockey picks up from Cam. We'll get the football later. Portraits like that continues. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Rage it up. Sports Rage with Gabe Morenci. Rage all you want. Portrait late night continues. I am Renzi, Florida Town, Raging Red at Camp Stewart with us right now. But Bano kicking it with us uh, as well. Uh, crazy, uh, crazy night in the NBA. Controversial calls, two two-point uh, basketball games. Has a real March Madness uh, feel to it in the bubble. And uh, the Toronto Raptors and the Boston Celtics will get the party started once again tomorrow. And then right away, man. Good news, bad news for the Denver Nuggets. The good news is they survived the seven-game series, and they become just a 12-team in NBA history to come back from 3-1. Uh, bad news is now they got to deal with uh, Kawhi and a bunch of jerks uh, that are pretty damn good. And they, the Clippers bully Dallas, and Denver are very similar. Like, Denver is going to, like, better be aware of what's about to happen to them. That they're like, they might as well, like, you know, I, I went to Alcatraz a few weeks ago. Yeah, well, these guys, they might as well be going to Alcatraz, all right? So I hope the Nuggets are aware. Like, the Clippers are not nice people. So as long as they're aware of that going in, I think uh, they'll be better off. Um, all right, uh, so, Cam, uh, we got Babano uh, here as well. I'll throw it to you first, uh, Babano. Philadelphia Flyers, a uh, big win uh, for them. You know, they were down one nothing, and they, 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 they had the lead. The Islanders come back. They score another cheap goal. To, to win, it's amazing. Every one of the Flyers' goals in the playoffs is pretty much just a little like flick from the the blue line, and it hits people, and it ends up in the net. But whatever, it doesn't matter how it ends up in the net, as long as it does, they live to fight another day. What do you make of uh, what do you make of this game uh, right now, uh, Babano? Big game six here, Philadelphia and the Islanders. Yeah, I give the Flyers a lot of credit, Gabe, because they responded to, you know, backs against the wall in an elimination game, and they've had a great season. And I figured with the way this team has played, they have a lot of character guys in their dressing room, Couturier, Giroux, uh, and company, that they were going to rise up and play a pretty good game, and they did. And they responded to the coach, Alain Vigneault, after game uh, four, said, you know what, we need more out of Giroux, we need more out of James Van Riemsdyk offensively. Both of those, goals, uh, both of those guys hadn't scored a goal in the playoffs. Sure enough, they both scored 
score a goal uh, in the last game, helped the Flyers to that victory. But nevertheless, I still think the Islanders get some confidence from you know being down three to one. That was far from their best game, but they came back. They tied it up. 3-3, forced overtime, and then, of course, Scott Lawton won it. But Barry Trotz had a great post-game press conference. He wasn't panicking. He said, you know, we rallied back. We showed a lot. We took the game to them in the third period, and if, you know, we finish a couple of our chances in overtime, we're having a whole, whole different conversation here. Uh, and he's absolutely right. They had their chances in overtime. They just couldn't finish, and then the Flyers get the deflection goal to win it. One thing to note, uh, Gabe and Cam, about the Islanders this is now a pattern with them. The first two series, Florida in the qualifying round, and then Washington in the last round, they failed to win their first try to eliminate both Florida and Washington. Florida won a game to stay alive. Washington won a game to stay alive. But the very next game, when they had a second chance to eliminate both Florida and Washington, they got the job done. I think they get the job done Thursday night. I like the Islanders. Uh, Cam, what do you think? Are they going to finish yeah, it off? Yeah, I'm with Babano. Here's the thing, um, you know, uh, Flyers, I don't know about the status of Couturier. If you're looking at injuries, Barzell's hurt, but I think Barry Trott said he's going to give it a go. That's big for them. And the thing is, J.P. Pajot is a guy that could have finished it off. Eberle had his chances, Gabe. I'm telling you, Carter Hart, those saves that he made at the end of the game in overtime were absolutely stunning. Like, he saved the Flyers, but it was unbelievable. But, yeah, the I, I believe in the Islanders. I think com- completely they're a better team. Um, and I think they're going to get the job done again. If they get any type of goaltending for Varlamov, the Islanders are my play. They get they get it done. Uh, it's hard, though. You give the Flyers a little bit of life. That's what we talked about with Tampa Bay and Boston, Marenzi, right? you got to put your foot on their throat, and Tampa Bay won that overtime game. Let's remember, both of Philly's wins, too, have come in the overtime period. The Islanders can't screw around. they got to win this in regulation. Uh, Raging Redhead Cam Stewart with us. Uh the uh, Vegas Golden Knights, and for for the record, I do think the Islanders will finish them off as well. I, I think Perfect. I think they'll uh, I think they get it done. The Phil- Philadelphia, you know, they will give them credit. They found a way uh, to to win that game, but you know, I think the Islanders will avoid the game uh, seven. And although we were on the Vancouver Canucks, uh, what was it last night? Yeah, it's tough to tough to believe that they're going to catch uh, Vegas. Uh, Vegas sort of sleepwalking again. I wasn't surprised, Babano, that um, I wasn't surprised uh, that Vegas didn't didn't bring their A game um, in in the situation that they were in. But after dropping that game, you know their offense is going to be better uh, this time around. They're going to be much more focused and aware. They thought Vancouver was just going to pack up their bags and leave the bubble. Didn't work out that way. <laughs> like Vancouver aren't ready to leave yet. Uh, and you know what? Vancouver are playing with house money again, guys. They roll in there. They're playing with house money. No one expected them to get this far. People expected their massive underdogs every night. And, you know, we brought it up earlier, um, and it's the same thing. I, this is what I like about the bubble betting is the point spreads and the the money lines don't really change all that much. They're pretty much the same in every game. And Vancouver have been like plus 170 in every game. Plus, you know, the other night they were plus 210. So even if they lose tomorrow and you've taken Vancouver in every game, you still won money, right? Because you're getting, you know, the, these massive payouts if they win and they've already managed to win to win two games. It's tough seeing them win and send this seven. You can't completely write them off, Abano, but tough. Like I said, I, I I've been on Vancouver, but. You know, my gut tells me Vegas finishes them off. 
Yeah, you made the po- great point, Marenzi, about the fact that money line prices really don't change a whole lot in this series. And that same philosophy, you can apply that to the NBA because that's what I've thought about the Miami-Milwaukee series. Like Miami's going to be plus five in that series in every game, and I don't think they should be plus five in any game to Milwaukee uh, in that series, the way they've matched up all season against them. And here in Vegas and Vancouver, you know, you've got Vegas consistently laying minus 200 or more. But the Canucks, you know, they've won a couple of games. If you took them on the money line, you've gotten a decent amount of profit. And this is a resilient team. They showed it against St. Louis. People thought that the series was done for them after they had the 2-0 lead. Blues roared back to tie it. And people thought this young Canucks team was on the ropes a little bit. They wouldn't be able to, you know, withstand the pressure, withstand the heat, bounce back strong. And sure enough, they did. It's going to be tougher against Vegas. There's no question. We can't lose sight of the fact either, guys, that – they did get dominated last night. If not for Thatcher Demko, if not for a ton of block shots, and I give Tanev, Edler, Hughes, all the defensemen credit. They played like warriors last night. They tried to do everything they could to help out Thatcher Demko in that start, and they played they played their butts off in that game for sure. Uh, I wonder if they've got anything left in the tank. I, I, I think Vegas finishes it off tomorrow night. I won't bet against Vegas, but I'm certainly not interested in the minus 200 price. It's going to be interesting, though, guys. If Vancouver wins tomorrow night and we get a game seven, does Pete, is that maybe the, the time for Peter DeBoer maybe to consider Marc-Andre Fleury in a seventh and deciding? It's going to be fascinating to see if it comes to that, if Peter DeBoer has got to be in the pressure, in the hot seat, and make that real, real tough decision. I do like the over tomorrow night. That is the bet I'm making uh, in that game. This kind of reminds me of the last round. Vegas got absolutely robbed by Corey Crawford when they had a chance to finish off the Blackhawks. And then they bounced back the next game and the floodgates opened offensively for them in the next game against Chicago. I think that could happen here. Uh, I like the game over the total Vegas, Vancouver on Thursday. Ooh, six and a half cam six, six, six and a half. Pretty, pretty no, high. No, thanks. Hey, Hey, me, you, and Gamble, we did something right tonight. Faded the public with that over in that thing. We took the under. Keep digging in Colorado and Dallas. We talked about the goaltender situation. They played defensive for their boy Hutch. Win one for Hutch, and they get it done. Listen, Vegas, I think, is going to kill Vancouver. Um, laying the, the price, you know, you could put them in parlays or minus one and a half to plus 110 or regulation. I think they probably win by two or three goals. Here's the deal. They didn't even know that... Uh, Thatcher Demko was playing in that game. They probably didn't even have a lot of tape or anything on him because, you know, they're in the bubble or whatever. Uh, uh, they go, I, I don't know, what's, what are they going to do? Uh, look what happened tonight. Bishop was supposed to play for Dallas. They throw out Hudobin. Like, nobody even knows. These reports that they come out, oh, probable. None of these are confirmed reports. Do they go back to Markstrom? Markstrom's a better goalie. Are they going to roll with Demko again? If they do, I think Vegas absolutely kills these guys. And uh, Vancouver's a wicked story. I really like that team. But I think Vegas wins like a 5-2 to two game. I think they take them out to the woodshed. Babano, um, total 6.5 uh, in that game. And, you know, you, you look at the the people were riding the – we brought it up earlier on Game Time Decisions, but it was like the yes. Denver Nuggets, right? The Denver Nuggets, every game was going over, and then last night you saw it was 70, 80 to 78. It didn't get there. It was the same thing with Dallas uh, and Colorado. I have I get the feeling it's tighter. You know, when teams – and I get it. There's, there's always that saying – and things always change, right? Sometimes things are true for a couple of years and then they're not. Uh, but – about the elimination games. Oh, you don't want to bet the under an elimination game. 
You don't want to bet the under an elimination game. We've been seeing elimination games have been staying under the number. Teams, the, the Flyers did go over. The Flyers-Islander game went over. Yep. But, um, yeah. but teams that are, like, down, they play so well defensively in these elimination games, too. Like, you know, sort of like the Bruins and the Lightning. Me and Cam talked about it. Like, the Bruins knew... We can't like we can't we can't get into a high scoring game with these guys. Like we've got to keep this scoreless and just hope for the best as it sort of goes on. And that's the style they played, and it ended up staying under the number. The thing is, Vancouver are a little bit different, right? Vancouver aren't looking to win two one. Vancouver can skate with you, no. so I, I understand. Uh, I yeah. understand. I just think six and a half is a little high. Yeah, here's my thinking. This series has been a pattern. The odd number games have stayed under. The even number games have stayed under. Game one under. Game two over. Game three under. Game four over. Game five under. I think it goes back over. But it's not just that. I think Vegas lady and Peter DeBoer and the players said it. Yeah, yeah, they said it after the game, Peter DeBoer. He said, we've got to make life more difficult for Demko. He was seeing too many pucks. I think they come out of the game gate flying tomorrow uh, on Thursday night. And they really try to get, you know, rebounds, get, you know, traffic, impede his vision. And I think Vegas is going to come out storming and get the first goal of the game. And then that's when things I think guys are going to open up because Vancouver's facing elimination. They have to open up. I think they're going to fall behind early, and then they're going to have no choice whatsoever but to open up, push, be aggressive, be assertive offensively because there's no tomorrow for them. So that's kind of my thinking here and thinking we get a higher scoring game. The raging redhead, uh, Cam Stewart. All right, Cam. So before we get you out of here, what was the uh, what was on the menu tonight? The uh, the Wednesday night um, the Wednesday night spirits, wine, spirits, beer. Um, what uh, what That'd was be- the, what was the what was the final call? You'll be shocked. Whoever took uh, no liquor tonight at seventeen to one, you're the big winner. Just Pepsi, Pepsi oh, tonight, Pepsi, Gabe. Huh? No drinking. Yeah, it was a long day today. I just didn't want to. I, I think if I, if I I tapped into the rest of the wine or whatever. I probably, you know, put my head through the table. So I just uh, drank uh, some ice cold Pepsis tonight and some waters. No alcohol tonight. So if you took that as your bet, I know it was the big underdog on the board. You're the winner. Well, football season's coming up, right? You got you to start to get uh, more, more, more serious. Camp's getting his game. <laughs> he's getting. He's getting. It's like uh, training camp. It's like the the pre the season exactly. preseason's nearly over. Um, you know, the regular yeah, season you know. starts in uh, in eight days. Uh, we've got college football. Got a couple of college football games tomorrow. I know that Ian Cameron's already got some college football games uh, circled. We'll get uh, Babano's college football thoughts. I've got an NFL parlay, guys, that I think uh, people are going to be interested in. I know I'm interested uh, in it. And I think um, I think it can hit a division, uh, division winner parlay. The Raging Redhead, Cam Stewart. Great job today, Uh, Cam. We'll see you on Game Time Decisions. You got it, buddy. Have a good one, guys. See you, Cam. Ian Cameron, a.k.a. Babano. We'll hang around. We'll talk a little college football. Bring it. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. You're listening to Sports Radio with Gabe Morenci. Cam 
Jam Crusher and the Pepsi, suicidal tendency style. All I wanted was a Pepsi. Uh, NHL Eastern Conference odds right now at FanDuel. Tampa Bay Lightning, minus 175. New York Islanders, uh, plus 220. And the Philadelphia Flyers, plus 700. Uh, Babano, do you believe that uh, Tampa Bay uh, will beat either Philadelphia or the Islanders uh, either way, no matter who wins? I think the Islanders have a shot to beat Tampa Bay. And maybe some people don't believe that because the star power, the deeper offensive team is probably Tampa Bay. But you're going to give me a team that's got – and people are still disrespecting, Gabe, the Islanders offensively. They've got more guys that can put the puck in the net than they've had in the past. Bailey, Barzell, Lee, Beauvillier, Pajot. I mean, it could go on. And they play the great defensive style. Their team defense is as good as it gets. When they get a lead, it's difficult to find good chances against them. Barlamov's been good in net. They can play a frustrating style of game for a team like Tampa Bay. So I'm not fully in, on board with Tampa Bay beating the Islanders if that's indeed the East final. Yeah, I, I hear we were going uh, with that, actually. You know, the Islanders, just they're so well coached. They've got solid goaltending. And they're just, quite frankly, a hard team to beat and, and compete against. Like their style, they can play with anybody. Uh, they really can. And one thing. Listen, you got to give credit. We got to give credit, Babano, to the Tampa Bay Lightning. They passed a lot of tests so far in the playoffs, right? They've had a few gut checks, and they've responded. So, but they've also had so many failures in the past that, you know, you still, it's like someone that screwed you a million times. Just because they didn't screw you twice or three times, you don't fully trust them, right? So it's like, yeah. Yeah, you guys, yeah, you passed that gut check, but are you going to pass this next gut check uh, once again after? But you get, I get the feeling that the Lightning, the Lightning are comfortable, obviously, in, in this, in the hub, you know, and uh, all teams react differently uh, to it. One thing that we all thought, that we all said, that these teams would roll over if they were down in series to want to get out of the hubs and the bubbles, it hasn't been true at all. Level two coming up, college football, NFL, bring it. Hey everyone, it's Michelle Williams, and I love being able to share my story with you on my podcast, Checking In with Michelle Williams, where my guests and I, we get real as we share the ups and downs of our mental health journeys, and I'd love for you to join me. Hey, it's going to be your church and your turn up. So listen to Checking In with Michelle Williams every Tuesday, a part of the Black Effect on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. 